0: In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. There are five games on. We look at streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduelcom slash Locked On today to get started. We're going to talk about Tuesday's action. There are five games on. We look at injuries, what we're watching for. We look at streaming options. We look at the next four days as well. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> and I just realized I put the wrong screen up. So that is a big L. Let's try it again. It's a better screen. The Celtics and the Bucks is the first game we're going to take a look at on uh, Tuesday. We know that Jalen Brown is going to be out in this one. We know that um, um, uh, Marcus Smart will be out. We expect Robert Williams will be out. It could be Al Horford out. Jason Tatum's probably going to sit on Wednesday, but Horford or Williams, one of those guys, I would expect to sit out for um, Boston. Bobby Portis will be out. Um, Jay Crowder will be out for the Milwaukee side of things as well. So what do we want to watch? Well, on the Boston side of things, Maximum Derek White's been dominating. Maximum Derek. They have also may not have Brogdon. He missed last game. But with Brown and Smart out, White's doing amazing things. Now, when they were fully healthy, which admittedly had been through about three games this season, White played like 20 minutes and was not rosterable. And I fear that's going to happen fantasy playoff time. But for now, he's rolling. So we love what's happening. The other thing we want to watch is big Sammy Houser who can just put up multiple threes. He's going to shoot over 80% of his shots from deep. He's going to probably play 30 plus minutes and that makes him a pretty strong option to stream in, honestly. With so few games on, Hauser is in the mix to be streamed in with Brown and Smart out, maybe Brogdon out, maybe Williams out, maybe Horford out. Who knows how they're going to run that. Also wouldn't be adverse to using Mike Muscala, especially if one of those centers happens to be sidelined, and Grant Williams moves in that mix there too. For the Bucs, do they did actually start Chris Milton, or are they going to keep going with Pat Connaughton? We know Jay Crowder's not there yet. Milton looks great, honestly. The minutes are frustrating. He sat last game as a back-to-back, but he's playing really well. So I'd like to see him push up to big minutes, or maybe that's not coming until after the All-Star break. And then Brooke Lopez, who started out amazingly, fell off pretty considerably over the last say, six weeks or so, but... Last game or last couple of games for him have been much improved. So sort of wanting to see what we can expect from him rest of season, how we can, um, how we can view his progress and expectations in our fantasy playoffs. The next game, it involves Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Um, the Magic are six-point favorites. Over the No, they're not. The Raptors are six-point favorites over the Toronto Raptors. RJ Hampton won't be with the team. Uh, Ananobi will be out for Toronto, while Gaz Trent and Precious Achua are both listed as questionable. For the Magic, it is a back-to-back for them. So we get more information from those guys on Monday. What I'm really watching there is Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, how the minutes get split up there, uh, and of course, John Isaac, who's Probably not going to play in both of those. Actually, let, let's rephrase that. There is no chance that Jonathan Isaac plays in both of these games. So I don't think we need to be. Um, don't think we need to be second guessing that. Um, on the Raptors side of things, it's about Yucca Purtle to me. I thought he was pretty good. He got into some foul trouble last game, but is he gonna? Can he be twenty-seven or thirty or thirty-four minutes? Like thirty-four minutes of Yucca Purtle is a top fifty guy easily. Thirty minutes is probably top seventy. Uh, twenty-seven is probably top eighty but it can be better. Like I really want to see how they use him in comparison to Boucher and uh, Precious Achua. Now, Boucher's production was good, but it did drop off with Pertle getting that start last game, even with Ananobi and Trent maybe in or out, and even Precious. Um, maybe Boucher is a stream if Precious is out, but how the Pertle situation looks, I think is going to be really, really key in terms of evaluating this team and that stream value of Boucher, and of course, the stream value of Precious Achua. The Kings and the Suns. Phoenix are three and a half point favorites. They won't have Durant. They won't have Payne. They won't have Shamit. We know all of that. Um, they will have Tony Warren and they will have Darius Baisley after the trades. How they use him or those guys, Warren and Baisley, in conjunction with Damian Lee, Tory Craig, Josh um Ish Wainwright, who's only got two games left on his two-way deal. How all that gets used is really, really interesting. While... On the King side of things, Malik Monk is out. He was originally, I had him questionable, but he is not going to pro- play until after the All-Star break. Of course, that's they've only got one game, so he's out. He'll be back after the All-Star break. Um, Okpala is questionable, but he's not in the rotation. The other one to watch is Terrence Ross, who signed in Phoenix. I don't know whether he's going to be a part of it, but just getting some extra names back like Baisley, Warren, and Ross, how that impacts some of the guys who are playing well is something to watch. On the Kings side, Kevin Hurd has been very inconsistent, But at least he got over 30 minutes. It had been four games in a row where he hadn't got 30 minutes. And with Monk out, he pushed back up. So I think with Monk out, we can look at him. But what we also can look at here is Terrence Davis, who last game was really strong. 29 minutes off the bench, 21 the game before. I'd expect 20 plus for him with Monk sidelined. And that does make him with five games on absolutely someone we can look at. On the Phoenix side, I do want to watch Josh O'Kogi because he has started the last two games with Durant out. But now that Warren's there, we still have Payne and Sham at sideline. We know that. But Warren's there. Ross could be there. Baisley could play. Where does Okoge fit? 32, 35 minutes the last two games. Does he get 30 minutes? Does he push down to 27? Can he maintain even 20 minutes a night rest of the season? I don't think so. But how they use him in this game will be interesting. Same as it will be for Tony Warren. In his first game back in Phoenix... Very, uh, really interesting to see how he goes here because I'm going to be honest with you. Suns fans hated him. At the end of his tenure, uh, Suns fans, if you're watching this, you can disagree with me. That, that's okay. But a lot of Suns fans hated him and they dumped him. They dumped him. They they traded him, I believe, and a first round pick because they wanted to be out of the TJ Warren business. And Suns fans hated him for his prolonged ankle recovery injury, his prolonged um, head injury that wasn't a concussion that kept him out three weeks or three months. Suns fans did not like him at the end of his tenure. Maybe I'm misremembering this, Suns fans. Let me know. But how he fits back in with this organization who literally said, get out of here. We'll give it, attach a first-round pick. We don't want this guy. And they got literally nothing back. It would be really interesting to see how that all fits in. Obviously, different players on the team and coaches and all that sort of stuff, but very interesting. Very interesting to me as to how that all gets uh, all gets handled. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even three-pointers drained. If we have a look at... I'm not going to look at three-pointers drained, because that's just a weird phrase to say. But if we have a look at maybe the Spurs and Cavs today, the Spurs are 15-point underdogs. Now, I don't expect that they're going to win, but will they get within 15 points? I don't know. And I reckon there might be some value in some of the uh, player points props for Spurs players. Like Zach Collins is at 12.5 points. Malachi Branham, 12.5 points. Kelton Johnson, 20.5. Someone's going to score. Kelton's probably going to get over 20. There's some interesting stuff there for the Spurs. FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game is the Wizards and the Blazers. And both of these teams are on a back-to-back. Nurkic will be out. Winslow will be out. Kyle Kuzma and Jeremy Grant have been ruled out for Monday. I, Grant with a concussion, Kuzma with an ankle. I don't think they play in this back to back. I I got no idea whether that's accurate or not. I would expect that Grant, if he's out with a concussion today, doesn't play tomorrow. That's a that's a fair indication, I think. Um, and Kuzma, I don't think will play. He's missed like four straight. The Blazers side is probably more interesting because we're watching what happens with Thibal, Reddish, Little, um, Sharp. How do the minutes get distributed there at Small and at now Power And Trenton Watford, does he start at Power Does Jabari Walker start? Is he an option? There are a few different options there. Like Watford is very interesting to me. Walker is interesting. Sharp has marginal appeal, but maybe a points league stream. There are some interesting guys to pay attention to in that matchup. The last game of the day is the Warriors and the Clippers. This is a back-to-back for Golden State, so I didn't put it here, but Clay is going to sit almost almost definitely. We're expecting Clay Thompson to be out for the second half of that back-to-back heading into the All-Star break, but we don't know about Wiggins. We don't know about Green. Wiggins was on the injury report, but he is going to play Monday, so you'd have to think there is a chance that he sits this game on Tuesday. Gary Payton will be out. We know he's out at least a month here. in Iguodala, like, just, yeah, cool. For the Clippers, they're also clean on the injury. Well, not also. They, they are clean. No one's on the injury report. We're expecting Kawhi rested the game on Friday. I'm expecting Kawhi to play and Mason Plumlee to play and Eric Gordon to play and the 5-Minute Man Bones Highland to be available. And at, at the moment, they haven't released an injury report, but they're all looking good to go. I want to see what happens to Ivica Zubats with the addition of Mason Plumlee. I think both guys are probably going to be drops, but I want to hold for one game to see where we go. I feel more confident in dropping Plumlee, no problem. But watching how those minutes look is so interesting to me. And then how they use the five-minute man bone time. There are a lot of people who do think that they'll just start him as their only point guard, but I don't really believe that. I think that they will either stick with Terrence Mann or they'll put Eric Gordon into that role. But regardless of what it is, you're still got, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Nick Batum, yeah, Bones Highland, Paul George, Marcus Morris. Some people want Marcus Morris bench. Yes, because he's not that good. I get that. So they could make some real interesting lineup decisions here, the Clippers, and I want to see how that impacts Gordon and Highland, who I don't think will be 12-team league players, or Plumlee, and how they everyone else fits around. Norman Powell and Marcus Morris and Nick Batum and Terrence Mann and all those guys. There are a lot of interesting lineup decisions that need to be made for the Clippers. And... I don't know if we'll get a full look at it in this game because they are sort of ramping guys down to protect them, George and Leonard in particular, limit their minutes by two to three heading into the break. But now they've got some reinforcements. Let's see what sort of lineups they run for these next two games. It's very, very interesting. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified, Qualified candidates. You can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedincom MBA. That's linkedincom MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's look at the back-to-backs. It's just the Celtics. So Tuesday, Wednesday, it's only Boston that we're streaming in the back-to-back for. So yeah, that value of like a Sam Hauser or a Mike Muscala, if he even plays the back-to-back, yeah, your Derek White value obviously boosts, but um, uh, Luke Cornette, maybe maybe Blake Griffin, probably not. The two I'm looking at is Hauser and Muscala, uh, who aren't readily rostered, or Peyton Pritchard even, who can really put up some numbers in his back-to-back. If we're looking to stream in just for Tuesday, a lot of good names here. Dan Gafford's a must-roster player but he's available, so you can stream him. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, Torrey Craig and Joshua Kogi in Phoenix. I expect them to both start and get pretty solid minutes. Sam Howes is on that list. We talked about him already. Drew Eubanks, DeLon Wright, especially when you're looking for defensive numbers, and Jalen Suggs, especially, again, talking about defensive numbers for a guard. Suggsy was great last game, four steals, three blocks. Don't expect that. But can he play 28 a night? That, that would make it really interesting. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in at least 90% of leagues using various metrics that I have. Johnny Kaminga, Gaz Harris, um, Terrence Mann, hmm. Matisse Thybul. I'd even consider Thibel a 12-team stream. Tony Warren, he might even be 12. Trenton Watford, he might even be 12. Jabari Walker might be 12. Shaden Sharp might be there. You can put Sharp into this list as well, as well as the two Lees in Phoenix, Sabin Lee and Damian Lee, with both um, Payne and Shamit still out. Saban Lee is going to get some backup point guard minutes, I would guess. For points league streaming, we're looking at Gafford, DiVincenzo, Akogi, Craig, Avdia, available in 40% plus still. Jalen Suggs, Sammy Houser, Cole Anthony still available in a lot of spots as well, and he's pretty useful on a day like this. The next four days of NBA action is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Thursday after the All-Star break. Remember that. It doesn't matter that it's a week apart. you can Your waiver wire moves don't change. So, you yeah, know, maximizing what happens over the next four active game days is important even though there's a week in between. So who are some guys that play low volume games? Well, the low volume days we're eliminating Wednesday out of that, so we're looking at Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. There's no one that plays three games over those low volume days, but there's a bunch of guys who play two. Daniel Gafford has two. Drew Eubanks has two. Tori Craig, Joshua Kogi have two. Divincenzo has two. Dylan Wright, Denny Avdia, Cole Anthony, they all have two games on the low volume days over the next four nights. So adding them, and a lot of those guys play on Tuesday adding those guys get some very interesting um, value just by streaming them in on in, in, using the right moves. Over the next four days in general, including the high-volume game on um, Wednesday, if we look at these plays, these guys all have top 100 numbers on a per-game basis. So you know, we look at, first of all, Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Hasn't eclipsed 60% roster, uh, roster percentage, so he's on this list. The Bronco is almost off the list. He's at 60%. Broncos country, let's rock. That's Jalen Williams. Um, so he is a an option He Look, he's a must roster player. He hasn't. I think next time we do this, he won't be included. Dan Gafford's got two games over the next four nights. Um, a Linux got two. Zach Collins has two. Tory Craig has two, Killian Hayes has two, DiVincenzo has two. Now Hayes is a field goal percentage punt guy, DiVincenzo is probably a points punt guy, Tory Craig is probably a punt points guy, but they've all got enough value to for me to consider them top 100 options over the next four days on a per-game basis, and all of them play at least two games with the only option or the only exception being Mark Williams playing only one, but he's a clear must-roster player, and that'll do it. For me today, don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.